Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on Evolved. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know this is the podcast that builds one another up. Share your opinions, your thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and your feelings. Here is where you will never be outcast for being who you are. Thank you for joining me on tonight's episode as we continue with chapter five, we have a better story. So stay tuned and stay with me through as we journey through this chapter together. For joining me, I am Tia Lunda, your host for Evolve or on Evolve, and I want to say thank you for tuning in on tonight's episode. So, we're gonna jump right into chapter five, but before we do, let's pray. Father God, we come before you with a yearning for your word and guidance to lead us with not our own understanding, but the understanding of your word and your ways. We thank you for your everlasting love and patience as we learn how to live according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So um, this chapter is very short, so we're going to you know, still enjoy it, but we're going to jump right in. Chapter five, we have a better story. Stories are how we make sense of the world and our place in it. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the most glorious, liberating news that has ever graced our weary, battered planet. It explains who God is, who we are, and the meaning and purpose of our lives. Let me jump right into next, what is the good news? But at its simplest, the gospel is the announcement of what God has done in history through the person of Jesus who came from heaven to earth for everyone who has ever lived and ever will live. It is the surprising movement of God into human history recorded in the Bible and culminating the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the story of how God revealed who he was first to the people of Israel and then how God came to earth and revealed himself in human flesh in the person of Jesus through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ. Salvation is made available to the world. That is how salvation is made available to the world, I shall say. Yet the challenge for us today is not only understanding what the gospel is, but knowing how to communicate the gospel in the pluralistic West when our cultural landscape is constantly changing. The impact of postmodernity means that communicating the gospel will not be without its challenge. Challenges. Excuse me. I, um, Rebecca, I shouldn't say I, but Rebecca recently, um, she had had a conversation with a woman who said, I believe we must honor the God who dwells within our psyches and trust our hearts to guide us. And Oprah really agrees with me, she said. 
Also, not long ago, a man told me human beings are nothing more than meaningless pieces of photoplasm, a fortuitous concurrence of atoms. There is no God, as Derwin has so clearly proven, she said. So how do we communicate the gospel in a way that people coming from this kind of viewpoint will understand and so begin to see the credibility and goodness of, you know, where do we start? If you are a Christian, you believe that the gospel is true and true for all, and it contains the answers to our deepest needs. Nevertheless, a great deal of the Christian message runs counter to our culture and formulaic presentation of the message will no longer work if they ever did. So we must and we can respond winsomely, intelligently, and persuasively to people who have very different views and have never really engaged in the gospel before. What increases our confidence is that the Christian worldview is based not on what we think about God, but on what God has revealed about himself. Christianity is a religion of revelation. God has made himself known in many ways, but his primary revelation is through his written word, the Bible. When we bear witness to our faith, we are not sharing merely our own experience, but the experience of God's life-changing revelation to us through Christ. If we do not understand what we believe and how, if we do not understand what we believe and how truly, you know, the good news is for the world, then we will not be persuasive in communicating the gospel to others, right? So let's also look at it's better than you think. So while the gospel is certainly comprehensible, it is so rich and expansive that even a lifetime of study could not reveal all of its wonders and mysteries. That is why Jesus used so many metaphors and illustrations to explain the kingdom of God, because it cannot be captured in a single idea. And that is in, you can find that in chapter five, the section of it's better than we think. Skeptics will try to counter our arguments and our defense of the Christian faith, but they can tell if we are merely reciting a set of beliefs or if we have fallen in love with the one we are proclaiming. There are three things to keep in mind as we explore the meaning of the gospel. First, the gospel has been described as a multifaceted diamond because its beauty can be understood and experienced in many ways. While the gospel is authored by Jesus Christ, and you can find that in Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 through 12, we still need to pay attention to the context in which we're sharing it. While the essence of the gospel is unchanging, there are many ways to share the gospel story. Paul emphasized different aspects of the gospel depending on who he was speaking to, knowing whether our skeptic friends have a post-Christian mindset or a more traditional moral perspective will help us know where to start in explaining the gospel. Second, we don't have to pull the gospel points into one single conversation. 
Reading Paul's gospel speeches in the book of Acts, it is noteworthy how often he left things out, whether we have the opportunity to share an abbreviated version of the whole gospel or discuss only one aspect of the gospel. The point is that we do not have to say everything every time. Isn't that amazing to know that? And third, the challenge in communicating the gospel is to not dilute the gospel by captivating to the reigning worldview. For example, the mistake Christians made in the 18th century in attempting to reach people in their age of rationalism was to present the gospel as a list of oppositional truth that required only intellectual assent. Yet Jesus offered a whole new way of seeing reality and a new way of living. The gospel revealed converts who became disciples and whose lives were profoundly, radically transformed because they understood that the gospel impacted every dimension of their lives. Following Christ was not understood merely in an individualistic terms that focused only on personal conversion. They understood that the gospel must be lived out in communal, communal excuse me, and public life as well. So while seekers certainly need to know that surrendering their lives to Christ will provide peace and joy, they also need to know that discipleship demands sacrifice and total allegiance because Jesus Christ is Lord. So Rebecca frequently, you know, she would hear um, Christians say, um, three things. Number one, I'm not sure I really understand the gospel message myself. And number two, how do I answer the questions that arise when I share the gospel? And number three, how is the gospel truly relevant to unbelievers today? Those are three things that she hear Christians say. So um, and she explains the purpose of this section of her book is to address these very issues by exploring what the Bible teaches about each aspect of the gospel to look at the pushback we may receive from skeptics and at how to communicate the relevance and beauty of the gospel while sensitively critiquing their answers yet affirming their longings so that we can point them towards Christ. The source of and answers all human fulfillment. And that part is found in Joyfully Spreading the Word, um, pages 21 through 34. So the evangelistic approach of Blaise Pascal, the brilliant mathematician and theologian of the 1600s, noted, men despise religion. They hate it and are afraid it may be true. The cure for this is first to show that religion is not contrary to reason, but worthy of reverence and respect. Next, make it attractive. Make good men wish it were true and then show that it is. Isn't that nice? And that's in Pincy's page 300. That may sound intimidating, but it is possible and it does prove effective. Let's begin where the Bible begins, with the story of creation. Oh, that was really nice. So let's jump right into questions for reflections. Number one, I'm just going to read them off and you guys can answer them at home. 
So number one, how does it increase your confidence to know that the gospel is not based on your own thoughts, but is authored by Jesus Christ? And number two, in what ways does it free you to know that we don't necessarily have to give the entire gospel in a single conversation? And number three, if we do not understand what we believe and how it truly is good news for this world, then we will not be persuasive in communicating our faith to others. And we will not even want to do that. How excited are you personally about the gospel right now? I'm so excited. And why? Because it, it, gives life's, it gives life's solutions, you know, to different problems and different situations. And I'm excited about that. And to share that with others um, is, is what even excites me even more. So, and what impact can you see that this has on your desire to tell others that gospel? It strongly impacts me, I can tell you. So um, with seeing that, that brings our episode to an end. You guys, the, um, the questions, you guys can um, answer those questions at home. And if you haven't read the chapter, go back and read the chapter and then come back and listen to this episode again. This is an amazing book. If you haven't got this book, you need to get this book and add it, read it, and then add it to your library. Read it often. So we will continue in our next episode with creation, how life was meant to be. Now, I was supposed to um, share my answers from chapter four, but I'm going to share them in the description um, because I don't have that much time. I caught COVID again, so I'm not feeling my best and I don't have that much time, but I will you know, put my answers in the chapter four description so you guys can see what my answers were. As I said, I would share them with you and I would, but um, the, the future uh, chapters, I would just read off the questions and you guys can answer those at home. So with that said, we're going to continue in our next, next episode with chapter six, and that will be creation, how life was meant to be. That one is a long chapter, but we will get through it and we will enjoy it as we get through it. So that's going to bring our episode to an end. And I want to say thank you guys so much for joining me. And if you haven't, and you would like to um, get, you know, take courses on the Bible, please do go and register. If you haven't, register at theworldbibleschool.org. Do that and you will see me there. So thank you guys so much for joining me. This is Tia Landa and I will see you and greet you on the next episode of Evolved. <laughs>